I like to play with words. So I wrote this yesterday. It's in Nepali. It's a little funny. And I hope you will enjoy it. आमा हुनु सजिलो छैन नौ महिना कोखमा राखेर नानी जन्माउनु कुनै बाई हातको खेल होइन जन्माएर अब सकियो भन्न सकिन्दैन जन्माउनु त सुरुवात मात्र हो बरु हुर्काउनु पर्छ सारो हो नानी जन्मेपछि निन्द्रा गायब झन् बिमार भयो भने त जाऊ अब डाक्टर साहेब दात उम्रिंदा पनि ज्वरो आउँछ खुट्टा लागे आमालाई नै पछिपछि कुदाउँछ आमा हुनु सजिलो छैन नानी उर्काउनु कुनै बाई हातको खेल होइन स्कुल जाने भएपछि फर्स्टमा त धेरै एक्साइटेड हुन्छ अलिकपछि होमवर्क्स प्रोजेक्ट र एक्जाम सुन्दैमा दिमागै तिरिरिरी हुन्छ उहिले आफूले पढेको कुराहरू याद गर्नु कर लाग्छ नानी स्कुल गएको तर आमाको पो दिमाग पाक्छ आमा हुनु सजिलो छैन नानी हुर्काउनु कुनै बाई हातको खेल होइन नानी अलिक हुर्केर टिनेजर भएर सबै ठिक होला भन्दा बरु सानै हुँदा ठिक थियो भन्ने वाला बनाउँछ अब त निन्द्रा मात्र गायब होइन तर टेन्सन पनि पो आउँछ केही केरकार गरेर सोध्यो भने कि बुचो बन कि हेनथेन गरेर आमालाई नै अल्मलाई दिइहाल्छ आमा हुनु सजिलो छैन नानी हुर्काउनु कुनै बाई हातको खेल होइन टिनेजरको अवधि काटियो पढाइ पनि पो सकियो आरामले सुच्छु भन्दा हन त्यो पनि कहाँ पाइयो कामको एउटा भ्याकेन्सी इन्टरभ्यू दिने चाहिँ बाह्र सौजना नानी पास भएन भने अब ककसको सुन्नु पर्छ ताना आमा हुनु सजिलो छैन नानी हुर्काउनु कुनै बाई हातको खेल होइन लु बल्ल बल्ल काम पायो अलिक ढुक्क भयो काम पाउने समय काम पाउने साथ बिहा गरेर गयो मनै अमिलो भयो एक दुई वर्षमा त भाल्टाङ भुल्टुङ्गो बोकेर आयो नाता नातिनीको सानो सानो हात खुट्टा देख्दा खुसीको आँसु झर्यो ना नानी जन्माउनु अस गाह्रो छ आमा हुनु सजिलो छैन नानी हुर्काउनु कुनै बाई हातको खेल होइन यसैले आमाहरूलाई आज सलाम छ तपाईँले गरेको काम महान छ बिन्दास भई आमा बन्नुहोस् प्रभुमा हरपल भरोसा गर्नुहोस् टेन्सन नै लेने का क्या प्रभु नै प्रभु नै छैन भने सब कुछ फेल हो तर वहाँको साथमा नानी हुर्काउनु त बाई हातको खेल हो परमेश्वरले आमाले चाहिँ यो संसारलाई सुन्दर बनाएको छ हेभ यु एभर लेफ्ट योर चिल्ड्रन विथ योर हस्बेन्ड हेभ यु एभर लेफ्ट योर चिल्ड्रन विथ योर हस्बेन्ड तपाईले कसैले आफ्नो नानीहरू तपाईले आफ्नो पतिसँग छोडेर जानु भएको छ मोस्ट अफ द टाइम चिल्ड्रन स्पेंड देयर डे विथ देयर मम्स अनि धेरै पल्ट जस्तो त के हुन्छ भने आफ्नो नानीहरूले चाहिँ आमासँग समय व्यतीत गर्छ बट एभ्री वान्स इन वाल वी गेट टु लिभ देम विथ आवर हस्बेन्ड्स तर के हुन्छ भने छन् छनमा कोही कोही बेला चाहिँ यसो पतिलाई पनि जिम्मा दिनु पाउँछ बट देन यु खम होम एन्ड यु फाइन्ड आउट दट दे वेन्ट समवेयर तर तपाईँ घर फर्केर आउनु भयो अनि थाहा पाउनु भयो कि उनीहरू त दुईजनै घरबाट छैन एन्ड ड्याडी टुक दम टु मार्केट अनि बाउले चाहिँ उसलाई बजार लिएर गयो बट देन दे वर वेरिङ टु डिफरेन्ट कलर्ड सक्स तर उनीहरूले चाहिँ मोचा चाहिँ दुई किसिमको रङको भएको लाको छ एन्ड दे वन्ट ड्रेस प्रोपरली अनि उनीहरूले चाहिँ राम्रोसँग लाको छ दे वन्ट फेड प्रोपरली अनि उनीहरू चाहिँ राम्रोसँगले खुवा खुवाएको छैन खाएको छैन खानाहरू पनि यू कम टु फाइन्ड आउट द्याट ड्याडी वाज प्लेइङ विथ द किड्स अल द टाइम अनि तपाईँले यो कुरा थाहा पाउनु भयो कि हर समय चाहिँ बुढा चाहिँ नानीसँग चाहिँ खेलिबस्यो सो फादर्स आर मोर अबाउट फन अनि पिताहरू चाहिँ धेरै आनन्द उठाउनमा चाहिँ उनीहरू जान्छ बट मदर्स आर मोर डिटेल्ड वन्स तर आमाहरू चाहिँ एकदमै विस्तरणको हुन्छ वी ह्याभ टु थिंक अबाउट सो मेनी थिंग्स हामीले धेरै कुराको विवरणमा सोच्नु पर्छ बट ह्याभिङ अ फादर एन्ड अ मदर मेक्स अ मेक्स अ फ्यामिली कम्प्लिट तर एउटा आमा अनि बुवा हुँदाखेरि चाहिँ एउटा परिवारलाई चाहिँ पूर्ण बनाउँछ सो टुडे वी ऑनर अल द मदर्स अनि आज हामी सबै आमाहरूलाई चाहिँ आदर 
Someone comes and tells him, look, your brother and your mother 
भाई हो परिवार प्रभु को जीवन को पालन जीवन 
you don't have to go there, but I'll quote it. तपाईले चाहिँ त्यहाँ जान तपाईले पल्टाउन पर्दैन। But you can write it down if you want to. तर तपाईले लेख्न सक्नुहुन्छ यदि त चाहनुहुन्छ भने। John 4:34 says. अनि योना 4:34 ले भन्छ। My meat is to do the will of the one that sent me. मेरो भोजन चाहिँ त्यही हो जसले मेरो मैले मलाई पठाएको पिताको इच्छा पालन गर्नु चाहिँ मेरो भोजन हो। My meat is to do the will of the Father. मेरो भोजन चाहिँ पिताको इच्छालाई चाहिँ पालन In other scriptures, you will find Jesus saying, "I only speak what I hear my Father speak." And I only do the things that I see my Father do. What a surrendered life. Can you imagine? Speaking only what God wants you to speak. Doing only what God wants us to do. Jesus lived that life. He modeled that life for us. And by his grace we could also do that. And if you know women have a lot of problem with their uh, with their speech. I was reading uh, research. And uh, in that research it said that in women's brain there is this gray particle that is more than the men. That is why they communicate more. That is why they speak more. So sometimes, you know, when if we speak more, we tend to make more mistakes. So what if we could only speak what our father, what we heard our father speak? Especially to our kids. To our husbands. When you're about to scold your husband. Oh, you just stop there. Oh, I will only speak what my what I'll hear my father speak. What if when you're about to get angry at your kids? And you stop there. And ask the Lord, Father, what do you want me to say? How do you want me to deal with this situation? I'm sure we all could be better moms with that. Amen. Amen. I need to do that more. So I'm titling my message today. Living a surrendered life. The kind of life that Jesus lived. And you may think, oh, Jesus was the son of God. And that's why he could live that way. But then, you know, we have the same spirit as Jesus did. We have the same Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, greater things you will do, even greater things than me. So if we have that desire to live a surrendered life. God will help us. The Holy Spirit will help us. And when we get better at home, our other relationships outside will get better. And we will be able to reach out to many more people. Let's pray. For the word of God. Thank you, Father. We come to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask for your help. 
Holy Spirit, I humble myself. Lord, I don't want to speak what only what I want to speak. But I surrender myself. I humble myself. And I ask and I pray that you would speak through me. You would speak through me. Use me. Use my tongue to bring healing and health to many. To bring encouragement and to bring change. Lord, we thank you for your people. I ask that you would open their minds and their hearts. Open the eyes of their understanding so that they may receive all that you have for them. Lord, we bless our country. We bless India. We declare that India is a nation of salvation. And your, your perfect will is being done in our nation. We pray for Gangtok, Lord. We pray for Sikkim. We pray for Rorathang. We pray for Samdur. In all the other areas. Lord. And we declare you as the king. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. <coughs> well, I want to talk about a woman named Mary. And she was Jesus' mother. Amen. Amen. Hope all of you know that. Did you know that Mary uh, Mary was uh, Mary became pregnant with Jesus when she was a teenager? She was a very young girl. And uh, you know, she was actually engaged to be married with Joseph. She was very happy. And uh, if you have ever been engaged before you got married, that, uh, that duration between the engagement and marriage is very exciting. It's very exciting. Because you're looking forward. To get married. And you're thinking about all these things. And it's just, it just, happiness just fills your heart. If you're getting married to the person you like, but anyways, by the way. Not if it's a forced marriage. I'm sure in forced marriage people are crying. But you know, if you are if you are waiting to be married to someone you love, you can't almost wait for the wedding date to come. Maybe you maybe you are um, looking at the calendar. Checking your phone. I remember when I was about to get married. And uh, Mike would call every Sunday. And when he would call, when the time was there for him to call. And uh, if some other person's call came around that time. I would get nervous. At that time, I didn't want anyone to go near the phone. I was in the second year, third year of college. And I 
don't know how I passed. But I did pass. And thank God it's working for me right now. Because I run a school for that, you need a certificate. But I just want to, uh, I just wanted you to imagine what Mary was going through. She was very excited because she was going to marry this man named Joseph. But then all of a sudden, one day, an angel shows up. And he tells her that you have been chosen to give birth to the Son of God. The Spirit of God would come upon you and you will conceive and Mary says, how can it be? I have no, I'm not even married yet. And the angel says, the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit will do that. Can you imagine what all went through her head at that moment? And especially Teenager. Maybe at that moment, she thought, oh no, what will my parents say? What will Joseph say? And what will my friends say? What will the society say? But then she chooses. She chooses to submit her will to the will of God. She is the woman who took the greatest risk of all. Amen. That's what Mary did. And she says one thing to the angel, be it unto me according to your word. No arguments. No questioning. But she was willing to risk everything to do the will of God. She accepted God's will for her life. And her journey began to began uh, to live a surrendered life. You know, when we surrender our will to the will of Father, we don't understand everything. We don't understand how it's going to work out. We don't really understand nothing. But still, we have to be willing to say, yes, Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. If you have said it, that's enough. Amen. Amen. And Mary did that. What a brave woman. I don't know how many of you would have done that. I don't know if I would have done that. But Mary did. And she became an example of a surrendered life. So I want to fast forward to the life of Mary. I want to read a story from the book of John. Chapter 2. Let's turn to the book of John, chapter 2. I'm sure you know the story. This is the story where Jesus did his first miracle. 
going to read it very quickly. Uh, we are going to read from verse 1 through 11. Uh, John chapter 2. Verse 1 says, The next day there was a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. I don't know if she was given, she was given the in charge of the marriage. Maybe she was taking care of the kitchen duties. Maybe she was so well known in the town then that they said, Jesus' mother, Mary, please take care of the kitchen duties. And verse 2 says, And Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. Verse 3 says, The wine, wine supply ran out during the festivities, so Jesus' mother told him, They have no more wine. wine. You know, the wine has finished. So don't get, don't misunderstand here. And don't say that it's okay to drink wine or alcohol. In those days, their wine did not have alcohol. It was fermented grape juice. But today's wine is totally different. So I do not suggest that you drink wine. But you know, in the wedding, they had uh, they had a culture of uh, wine drinking. And especially in the weddings, the wine were uh, one of the most famous items. And the wine is finished here. You know, the servants are telling. There's no wine. Can you imagine being in a wedding? And you are in the kitchen. And guests are there. And you've cooked chicken biryani. And uh, all the other items that we Indians eat. And then all of a sudden it's finished. And the guests are out there. And you're freaking out in the kitchen. Oh my, what are we going to do? There is no more chicken biryani. Right now we cannot even cook it. We can't uh, buy chicken. There is no way we could provide chicken biryani to the guests. What would you do? You would freak out, right? You would stress out. And maybe sweat would be running down from your uh, forehead. And we all have been in those situations where we're stressing out. We don't know what to do. We don't know how to do. And we feel helpless. That's what the situation was. The wedding was there. And the bride and the grooms were there. All the guests were there. But in the kitchen there was a problem. There was no wine. What are we going to do? If we can't give wine, people after the wedding are going to go and talk about that we didn't give them wine. And they're not going to say very nice things. So what are we going to do? 
And uh, in verse 3, Jesus' mother tells him, There is no more wine. Verse 4 says, Dear woman, that's not our problem. Jesus replied, My time has not come yet. Jesus, Jesus is calling his mother woman. But Mary lived a surrendered life. She lived a humble life. She knew how to surrender to the will of God. And in response to that, in verse 5 she says, but his mother told the servants do whatever he tells you. Do whatever he tells you. Let me tell you one more time. Do whatever he tells you. You know, Mary, she didn't uh, she didn't get offended at Jesus. I'm sure she didn't give him a stink eye. You know how mothers do that? You don't even have to speak to your children. Just give them a look. And they know. Oh, mama is not happy. Oh, so you better start doing what you're supposed to do. But I'm sure Jesus' mother didn't give him a stink eye. But, but her response is overwhelming. She's not even being controlling here. You know, mothers sometimes can be controlling. I gave birth to you. So you better listen to me. No, you want to control your children. You want to control your husband. By nature, women are controlling. So, but Mary here, she's not controlling. She didn't take Jesus in the corner. And she didn't tell him, Jesus, you remember, I was the one who gave birth to you. I was the one who taught you how to walk. How dare you call me woman? But rather, she tells the servants, she doesn't even tell Jesus one word. But she tells the servants, do whatever he tells you. Do whatever he tells you. That's the key. We have to learn to do whatever he tells us. Amen. Amen. And as long as we do whatever he tells us to do, or whatever he's already told us to do in his word, everything is going to be fine. Everything is going to work out. Amen. Amen. Because God knows the future. He knows more than we do. Our part is to surrender our will to his will. And when we allow his will to take over our lives, he can work a miracle. You know, Mary's humility and her surrendered life it acted as an accelerator 
राखको
We're standing in the middle. And we don't allow God to move in our lives. Because our will is too strong. Our ways is too strong. And we have not really surrendered. A surrendered life will end up in a miraculous life. I think about Mary. She was an amazing woman. How God chose her as a teenage. How God helped her. Uh, used her to help Jesus in his ministry. But then how brave she was that at the end she saw her son hanging on the cross. Can you imagine can you imagine a mother seeing her child dying? That's the most saddest thing. Mary was there when Jesus was hanging on the cross. I don't know what all went through her head. But I can tell you one thing. Because she lived a surrendered life. Because she knew how to submit her will to the will of God. She had the courage. Amen. Amen. We all need courage in our lives. We all need to be the brave women that God has called us to be. We all face stressful situations in life. But in those situations, what are we going to do about it? Are we going to choose our will or are we going to choose his will? Amen. Amen. We have to learn to submit our will. To live a surrendered life. So that God's will can overtake our will. And very soon, your will and God's will will be so intertwined. That you can't even tell the difference. Your will will start matching the will of God. And when that happens, miracles are going to be there. Right and left. So I just want to encourage you, just humble yourself. Give up control. And surrender yourself to the will of God. Just do as he says. Do as he says. And boom, there's a miracle. Amen. Amen. Well, let's stand to our feet. I hope you have been blessed today. And if you need any miracle today, the uh, prayer team would love to pray for you. I'm here. If you need my, uh, if you need prayer, I, I would be willing to pray for you as well. Uh, let's uh, go into worship. And uh, just think about what miracle you need. And just think about how you can live a surrendered life. Amen. Amen.